0: Hello, welcome to another edition of Crop Life Retail Week. I'm Eric Siligoy, editor of Crop Life and Crop Life Iron Magazines. Here again with my good friend and cohort in the industry, Laura Solinsky. Laura, welcome back to the program.
1: Thank you, Eric. Always oh, nice to be here.
0: Yes, and <laughs> you blurred the background, so we can't tell if you're still in the broom closet, but I suspect you might be. So
1: oh, well you just gave it away. So that was good.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Hey, is your I mean, I I know we we've hinted at some of the work going on at your house, but, uh, is it, is it getting closer to completion? I got to believe it must be at this point.
1: You know what it is. One step forward, get the, get the tile laid down and then, you know, the, uh, main line for the plumbing in the backyard goes kaput. So, you know, that, uh, comes with the, the gig when you're in a 96 year old stone castle
0: yeah. Well, know, well but... when when you are finally when everything is complete to your satisfaction, of course, we'll have to have you uh, walk around with your phone doing a video that you then can provide to our videographer and he can splice it in here and we can have everyone see exactly what a 96 year old home in El Paso, Texas looked like and now looks like so that, yeah, will, that yeah. will be a nice little that'll be a nice little way to kind of introduce everyone to where you live so
1: absolutely we'll do some nice um before and after photos <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds good <laughs> all right well we do have some news to share with our viewers this week of course i guess we'll start out talking about things on the consolidation merger acquisition front um big news broke just before we came on air uh, and that was our friends at Corteva have now completed the purchases that they had started uh, a couple a couple months back. One was for a company called Simborg out of Spain, which was a, a biological microbiological technologies company, and the other was one a company that's probably better known to our U.S. viewers, and that's Stoller, which is based in Houston. And uh, they, of course, are uh, known for their products in the uh, crop nutrient and biological space. So, again, those acquisitions have now been completed as of March 1st. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a quote here from Chuck Margo, the CEO at Corteva, basically. And he said, these acquisitions illustrate Corteva's commitment to providing farmers with sustainable solutions that bring value and productivity to the farm end quote. so um, again so you know these these acquisitions are now complete so the Corteva portfolio is getting bigger and more expansive in its reach in the marketplace.
1: indeed. Um, in the press release uh, that Corteva issued, biological's market is expected to be the fastest growing crop protection segment in the industry. Representing 25% of the overall market by 2035. So just to give you an idea of how um, significant the biologicals sector will become uh, uh, between now and and 2030
0: 35. Yeah, and I'm fingers crossed. I'm hopeful, hoping, hoping I'm still here by 2035 to see that for myself. So, but one never knows at my age. So. <laughs>
1: All right, Gramps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one other bit of news to share. Again, uh, in October of last year, uh, Victera had acquired Granular, another well-known brand name in our marketplace. And as of March 1st, now the granular name has gone away and the company has rebranded with the Victera name completely. So um, if you're If you were looking for granular information in the past, now V I T E R R A is the new brand name you're going to have to look up. So,
1: yep, absolutely. All right. dull, Dull moment when it comes to mergers, acquisitions, and consolidations in the industry.
0: No, no. And as a matter of fact, since you bring that up, I know that. As we record this, this will be our last uh, time sort of in our home offices for a week because next week we're both heading down to Orlando, Florida for the annual Commodity Classic show. And I know, you know, a lot of companies go to that event. It's attended by about 6-7,000 growers, suppliers, retailers, anybody who has a, a a stake in the ag market tends to be there. Um, and again, a lot of times companies will hold on to announcements for new products, potential acquisitions and mergers, personnel uh, changes at their organizations. All that will will happen. So if uh, you know you tune in to our video next week, we'll be reporting from the show, and uh, we'll be probably have some news to share with our viewers. And also to those companies that have been sending invites to us to visit with them, thank you so much. I'd for myself. My schedule for the Thursday and Friday is pretty full, but I think Miss Laura has a few slots available. So if uh, you are if you are anxious to have a CropLife editor visit your booth, you can reach out to myself or Laura, or our other editor Jackie Pucci, who will also be on site as well. So any. Any thoughts on uh, your your first visit to a commodity classic, Laura?
1: I'm very excited, actually. Um, this is my first commodity classic, and I've heard so much um, from you and Jackie and our other editors and certainly our commercial side uh, folks on that side. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am indeed slotting in some meet- meetings. I have um Probably about a half dozen or so scheduled for uh, mostly on Thursday, but a couple for Friday morning as well, but certainly um, eager to roam around the show floor and uh, stop in and see and take some photos and and talk to folks. But yeah, um, certainly uh, would like to hear from a couple more folks if there are um, those of you that want us to stop by again, if not Eric or Jackie, then uh, myself so. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll be reporting from Orlando next week.
0: Yeah, and of course, I'm sure our videographer will be kind enough to put up our email addresses. So folks know how to reach out to us. But yes, uh, we'll be reporting from Orlando next week. Hopefully it'll be sunny. I know you were talking about snow this morning in El Paso. I'm sure that was fun as a flake or two fell and the city shut down. But that's beside (laughs) the point. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it was almost a whiteout. I couldn't see across the street. <laughs> it Really, it was nice, big flakes. Um, first time that uh, the puppy got to see the snow, so she didn't know oh. what to make of it. But
0: oh, I bet, I bet she might have enjoyed that. I know my ten. First snow of the season, she usually goes out in the yard and starts biting at the flakes. It's it's a <laughs> I should video it because it's it's fun to watch. So, but after the first two or three snowfalls, she gets used to it and it's just yeah, no big right. thing. So, yeah. All right. Well, very good. Well, hey, one other bit of information to share with our viewers before we dive into the end of the video. Um, I know, when a couple of videos past, we've talked about U.S. ag exports and the export market. And uh, I ran across a report from USDA that's projecting the uh, outlook for the 2023 U.S. ag export marketplace. And uh, on, on I guess a little bad news. It's expected to be down about 5.5 5 billion, but it's still going to top 184.5 billion dollars when the year is over. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. of course, the top exports are the things you'd expect: um, corn, beef soybean, sorghum, um, and those, those products all seem like they're going to have some minor declines in their, um, their export value for the year. Mm-hmm. But uh, just was interesting, uh, the top three export markets for the U.S. the last few years are going to remain the same. Right. And the numbers for those markets, projected numbers for this year, look pretty healthy. Number one, of course, is China. Uh, Expected to be, uh, you know, getting $34 billion worth of U.S. agricultural exports this year. Mexico is second at $28 billion. And then Canada, just a hair behind at $27.5 billion. So, again, those will be the top three destinations for U.S. ag exports here in 2023. So, we'll be following those numbers and developments as the year moves on. Mm
1: Mm-hmm yeah i um saw that uh release from the usda as well uh an, you know following another uh downward uh projection for 2023 and i think it's actually a little bit more now than um 5 bil- billion it's probably about twice that i think the latest oh, downward okay. uh, revision nonetheless um certainly still still healthy and always When we look at the overall trade landscape imports and exports, both um, US exports are the perennial bright spot and they have been for a while. And I think that, again, it's hard to, you know, 2021 and 22 were both record breaking years in terms of US exports. So it's hard to kind of keep that going. So um, certainly 184.5 billion, the forecast for 2023. not shabby at all. So
0: no, no, and any any number that close to 200 billion cannot be bad. So absolutely. All right. Well, Laura, as we end the video, of course, it's time for your favorite segment. Time for fun with
1: numbers. Ooh, let's go. Not
0: that we were just doing a lot of fun with numbers from the <laughs> U.S. ag export thing. So. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs>
0: All right, my dear. Well, this week I have a a a hard number for you. Okay. Not a percentage, not a dollar amount. It's one point four five billion gallons. Okay. All yeah. right. So one point four five billion gallons is that a the amount of liquid starter fertilizer expected to be applied this spring? Is it, B, the projected export volume for U.S. ethanol? Is it, C, the amount of liquid fertilizer that was shipped by rail in 2022? Or is it, D, the approximate amount of bottled water, soft drink, cocktails, and coffee that will be consumed collectively at next week's Commodity Classic? And I will probably account for about 500 million gallons of coffee myself.
1: I was going to say, when you say collectively, you mean just in our the crop life team? <laughs>
0: no, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, assuming six, seven thousand attendees, I'm, I'm, you know, the number's probably not going to be that big, but I'm sure it's going to be a big number. So, because I know those folks go through a lot of coffee, like myself.
1: Oh, um this is a difficult one. Hmm. I'm going to go with B, uh, export volumes for ethanol.
0: You are correct. Congratulations. I was hoping you'd catch on because I was talking about export stuff, and I didn't really have. I thought since the ethanol number was kind of interesting, I would report on it separately. So, yes, according to USDA, they're going to, you know, the U.S. is going to be exporting 1.45 billion gallons of ethanol this year. And the top destination market, any guess?
1: Hmm. I would say Canada or Mexico.
0: Canada. Canada. Canada is going to account for about 466 million gallons of that amount, or one third. So, um, yeah. So again, an impressive amount of uh, U.S. ethanol gets end up used uh, north of the border. So uh, again, well, good, good job, Miss Laura. You you uh, you did well, and uh, you're getting back in the good graces of the fun with numbers uh list here so
1: feels good to be back
0: you know (laughs) (laughs) well we'll see if you can keep it going moving forward so well that is it for myself and laura thanks for joining us this week everyone again look for us next week at commodity classic and uh, i hope you enjoyed this video we'll see you again soon If you have questions or comments about today's episode of Retail Week, contact us by email or Twitter, or type your message in the comment section below. Your feedback is important to us. We will try our best to address your thoughts in next week's episode, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.